Hello and welcome to my podcast called The New Decibels and I'm your host Nirjit Dey Bhattacharya. Come take this tour with me where we explore how to build great companies, what practices to follow and implement to get the greatest culture and greatest revenue, how to have an impactful branding exercise and anything that comes in between. And as always, remember to follow us on Instagram by the handle New Decibel for daily content dedicated to the same. Reach out to me for any feedback or commentaries. Hope you have a learning experience from today's episode. Let's jump right in. What's happening, guys? Uh, thank you so much for reaching out to me over Instagram uh, to ask about my health. I really do appreciate that. Um, and yes, I'm feeling much better now. Uh, it truly means a lot that there are people actually out there who don't even know me and reached out to check on me. Uh, that's that's really new for me, so I'm very excited about that. And thank you so much. Um, and again, thank you for following me, and 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 I hope you're enjoying the content. Uh, in case you have uh, any feedback, again, please reach out to me. I always appreciate feedback. I always want to work on it. Um, and if you have friends and family or any entrepreneur friends who want to sort of grow uh, and sort of just learn content as they go, uh, please ask them to follow my page on Instagram um, or listen to the podcast on Spotify or or, or Apple Music. Um, I'm under the name new decibel that's new spelled normally and decibel spelled normally so it's crazy <laughs> and uh, we're now also on tiktok although there hasn't been much of content going out there i'm still trying to plan that strategy out but we're there on tiktok um and i think that should that should be uh, a very ex- exciting opportunity in the long run right um today i want to talk to you about a very important aspect of entrepreneurship uh, with you guys uh, which is called opportunity now, I have firmly and always believe that for any entrepreneur to be successful, uh, they need to be at a level where they can sort of sense the opportunity, where they can sort of seek it out and they need to really act on it to sort of grow, right? I call it the spidypreneur's tingling, right? Like how you have spidey senses, uh, so spidypreneur senses tingling. Um, and it, it really is that because individually also, whenever I sort of see um an opportunity and i think there's something to act on it i just sort of go at it see i'm a little different i think everything's an opportunity i literally think you tell me nirjir i want to fucking sit down and uh make tea i'm gonna fucking find an opportunity in how to build a great business around tea right i like the idea of uh of setting things up that's what really excites me that gets me going so i've never really done really well in an environment where it's all corporate and things are already defined i like the chaos i i thrive in it i do really well when i have to sit down and sort of just do things on my own and just figure it out i do i do a great job in it um i love working with people um a lot of people would say that you have such a uh like i can be a little aggressive when it comes to work because i want results i want to reach a certain conclusion uh but i only do it extremely well when i have other people that i'm working with around me so i'm, I'm it is a team play it is a different sort of team play but it's there uh, but again, coming back to this, this, this uh, opportunity bit, I mean, you have to find that sense of opportunity and, and just sort of chase it down and, and get it happening, right? Um, I think a lot of people, especially the younger kids, they're very afraid to ask questions. They feel that, I mean, they might get rejected, they might hear no, and honestly, uh, literally, what's the worst thing that can possibly happen? You'll just hear a no, or, or someone will tell you, listen, this is not how it's done. I don't think I don't think that is something that you should really let let your let let it affect your judgment because at the end of the day in the long run you want to make sure that you win and the person who wins is the person who asks 
questions, a lot of fucking questions, a lot of fucking dumb questions, right? Uh, because if you don't do that, there's not really much else there, is there? Because at the end of the day, you cannot possibly know everything. You're not born with that knowledge, which means you're learning, you're sort of growing as it goes. Um, and, and if you don't ask those questions, it's not, it's not going to happen. So it is extremely important that you sort of ask the right questions to the right people, um, ask the wrong questions to the right people, ask the questions to anyone. As long as you're sort of trying to increase your knowledge, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, right? Um, I strongly suggest that as individuals, we don't let our inexperiences sort of uh, slow us down or get in our way. Um, go all out. I mean, literally, I have set up businesses in the past which I had no idea about. I'm setting up something right now which I have no idea about. Um, so I think it is extremely important to explore things as long as you feel that you can sort of deliver. You do your homework well. You sort of do your uh, background with it well. Um, it's, there's no reason for you to sort of not get into it, right? And and for me, let me, let me sort of run you through how I reached where I am today, me talking to you over a podcast, right? Uh, it all it all goes back to, I mean, me, I'm, I'm a bassist. I'm, I'm sure you guys seen my guitar in the background with most of the podcasts in case, uh, sorry, vlogs on YouTube. Uh, but for the people who are just listening, I'm a bassist. I play the bass. Um, and I saw this as an opportunity when I was in school and there was a school, uh, I was in American school, Dhaka, and um, there was some talent function or some shit was happening. I don't even remember exactly what. Uh, but I saw that as an opportunity to sort of really impress my peers um, and impress the women, the girls. And I thought, hey, listen, I can be in a band. Now, this is a fun bit. I didn't know how to play an instrument. I didn't sing. I didn't do shit. But I knew this was an opportunity to get my social, like, quota up. I wanted to make sure that people knew who Nidjar was. Um, and I literally reached out to say about four people in, in my in middle school right um, they didn't like me much honestly back in the days um, anyway I reached out to these guys and I said yo listen I want to perform and I want to sing a song uh, and you guys are musicians and I think it's a win-win for everyone because you guys also get a lot of social hype I get a lot of social hype and this really sort of changes the perspective for all of us I was sort of a loser in school uh, till that moment to be very on, um, honest right uh, and I still remember we sang uh, and at that time the album had just come out by Simple Plan called um, Simple Plan, which was self-titled, and the song we were performing was uh, Welcome to My Life, right? Now, that changed everything. It changed everything. When we performed that, it was, like, it was a shitty fucking performance, honestly speaking. But I was, I knew I was a showman that day because when I went in there without performing ever before, I killed it. I, I was there. I was on the floor. I was doing, I mean, I was imitating a lot of what I saw on MTV, what uh, Pierre was doing in the video. But I knew what where that what my future is gonna be. I was gonna be a showman. I was always gonna be the person who would engage, right? Um, and in that moment, it sort of it changed everything for me. For the next two years, I I had the social prime, um, and it was exciting for me, right? Uh, when I came back uh, to India, I was in my school uh, band, and I didn't know how to play the guitar at all. I was still not actually uh, knowledge about instrument. But again, I saw an opportunity. My friends were in the band and I knew the band was a cool quota. Um, and I wanted to play the bass because I always thought it was the easier instrument than the guitar. How wrong was I? Uh, but what happened was my senior, Abhishek, great friend of mine, um, he decided to leave the school, which when there was a vacancy for a bassist in the band. Now, my friends who I would just hang out in the bass room, uh, sorry, in the music room, they would just say, okay, listen, Nirja, you got to hold 
that particular string on that particular fret uh, they would call it the rectangle back in the days and you just pull your finger right um, and I was like okay this seems easy I tried that but I knew for the long run I'd actually have to learn how to um, play the bass and I couldn't afford to buy a guitar so and it's, it's a shocker I never actually took formal training but because I couldn't buy formal like an like a guitar so what I did was back in the days I don't know if they still have it when you buy a shirt you get a cardboard inside it and what I did was I took that cardboard I cut it into like a long strip uh, like a rectangle uh, and I divided that six into twelve so because there are six strings on a guitar uh, and effectively there are twelve uh, frets which are there which have different notes and then it sort of repeats uh, so for me those are the frets and the strings and I wrote down the note for each particular smaller rectangle that it would form so if you think about it it's, it's, it's like a it's like a hash the hashtag hash right so each part of that hashtag the smaller square in the middle and the ones on the top and on the side and on the bottom uh, were different notes so what I would do was I would take uh, the time to sit down and actually just practice my notes uh, and my finger uh, progression on that cardboard paper cardboard I would sit on it literally for hours and I would just play okay this is E this is F this is F sharp this is G you know um, this is A this, I mean it was crazy because I wanted to do it I wanted to get in there and that zeal that I had um, changed everything for me because I turned out to be back in the days a very good bassist and, and it was great we won a lot of competitions um, and I and I literally was I'm so happy that I did that right that's when I realized that I literally am someone who will learn my way into anything because I want to um, my mother was very kind she had saved up some money for to buy a sari sari for people who are not from India uh, is like a it's, it's our traditional wear as Bengalis uh, she had saved some money to buy a special type of uh, a sari and then she said you know what fuck it I want to buy my son a base instead of that and I'll always be thankful for that um, so she sacrificed her and I think she's been seeing me for four years but she bought me that base and it changed everything for me so thank you mama um, I owe you my life uh, but after that there was no looking back so it, it was just one of the most exciting things in my life right uh, but it didn't stop there for me I mean that music bit taught me a lot and then I knew every opportunity that would come my way I would sort of strive at it uh, when I was in college I did my first venture uh, which was a for-profit organization I mean we started off as non-profit but I always knew I wanted to sort of look at a for-profit angle so we sort of moved into a space where we were looking at uh, organizing shows and um, and selling products which were made by a lot of lesser fortunate people in the society to the market um, and it was a great experience we did some great work um, and eventually then that worked out and then I moved to my next project uh, which was called ASEAN now ASEAN was a very interesting thing so my current partner Apar um, owns a lot of restaurants in Delhi good ones right um, one day we were just sort of standing on uh, I mean uh, I think in front of his entry place I mean I, I don't remember I think we were at the door and we were grabbing the smoke um, and I said listen there's such little option for good vegetarian momos uh, momos are dim sums by the way um, that I think we should really explore some fantastic great options that we can offer to the people because right now they literally just have cabbage and and garlic and they're all steamed and put together and he said fuck that makes sense um, that business really didn't work out but we literally went head on into it. it took a year to set it up we thought about 
all the possible recipes. We put all our money into it. We were excited. In the end, we didn't plan well enough and, and we sort of failed at it and it had to shut down. But what it did teach us and what it did teach up R and I is that we can A, work together and B, we do really well because we're very hardworking. We like to sit down and figure shit out instead of just saying, let's do it. Uh, we learn a lot about how to set up businesses, big corporation, big monies, um, and which brought us down to New Decibel. Well, New Decibel is me, Decibel Media, which is us, where we are looking at a lot of, uh, we're an agency, we do brand consulting, um, we do advertorials, we do out of home media, etc., etc., digital, right? Uh, but for me to make these, uh, I mean, for me to actually come down and sit down and do podcasts is a very interesting thing. I've been thinking about it for the longest time that I want to do something, I want to create content. I tried also a few, I mean, a couple of years back, I tried like in poetry, uh, gram sort of a thing, but it didn't work out. I lost interest, I lose interest very quickly. Uh, and my girlfriend keeps telling me, listen, you need to be more focused. You can't just leave things because you get bored in the middle and don't see results. She's right, and I'm trying to work on that. Uh, but a very good friend of mine, um, she's an influencer, Kusha. She mentioned that, uh, listen, there is a, uh, an audition which is happening for, uh, I think it was Times Network. I'm not sure. Um, and she said, listen, you should just go check it out. And let, we are all sitting over drinks. I think everyone was already drunk. It was joke. It was all fucking crazy that night. I mean, everyone was just laughing their ass off. And I was saying something and everyone was recording. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do the audition. And everyone thought I was bullshitting. I thought I was bullshitting. I think Kusha thought I was bullshitting. Uh, but next morning I woke up and I said, yo, listen, what if this is my break? What if this is what takes me to uh, the content that I want to sell? And I always wanted to talk about setting up shit. Um, and I said, sure, man, fine. What's the worst that I'm going to get rejected? Uh, and I'm going to make a fool of myself. And I said, fuck it. I'll go for the uh, audition. And I called her and I said, listen, I want the address. She pinged it to me. I reached there. Uh, they gave me a script to memorize. I fucked it up. I fucked it up so bad. You have no idea. I mean, they literally had to, I mean, politely say, Nijar, fuck off. <laughs> I couldn't say a single line. I just stood there. I was shaking. I was nervous. Um, and I sort of realized I don't do really well with like people standing around and just looking at me. Maybe not now, maybe I'll be more confident now, uh, but I don't do well with scripts. And this is why most of my podcasts also sound like a rant rather than like a, like something that I'm reading out. And I, I've gotten that also as a feedback, but I can't read and talk. It's just not something I can do. I have, to, I mean, I have a framework that I keep for sure. Uh, but I just sort of. I use a framework and I speak because there's no other way for me that I can do it. Anyway, coming back to this audition, it was horrible. It was horrible. But when I came back, I felt I felt this sense of accomplishment like, oh shit, I did something that I was so scared to do, go in front of a camera and, and give an audition and, and fail and get rejected. Maybe this is for me. Maybe yeah, I can do this. Um, fast forward a couple of months, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring what I want to do. I've been following a lot of great Great people on Instagram, Gary V, of course, topping that fucking list. Uh, and there's a lot to learn from the guy, right? He talks about a lot of fucking sense, and I and I appreciate it. And uh, I will like, wait a second. I can actually do a podcast on my own, right? I want to do that. I want to explore that option, and I got into it. So for me, um, it's been such an interesting space to be at. And I started recording. I didn't know how to actually record. Um, spent a couple of nights on. Google trying to figure it out, got my SoundCloud and then I learned that you can take your SoundCloud and put it on Spotify um, and Apple Music and I learned how all of that shit works, uh, ordered myself a nice tripod and I couldn't afford a camera so I'm using my old phone which is a Samsung S8 to record, 
some of the episodes are recorded on my MacBook Pro, uh, sorry, MacBook Air, my bad. Um, and again, I couldn't buy like sound equipment earlier, so I sort of recorded with only with my laptop, and now I've gotten myself a mic which is connected to my phone. So this is all a makeshift situation my bedroom is my studio literally i mean if i show you how clumsy it is you'll flip out so i mean for me it's all just too exciting i had to do it so i'm doing it um and yeah so for me it's always about seeing an opportunity jumping on it and when i for when, when we came to decibel media also i had a friend of mine who's a lawyer and he said we can't advertise my service in the country because it's against the law i said listen let me figure out how we can market your brand without actually asking people to uh, hire you because that's not required sometimes. And, and I think I cracked it and we're very excited about it because we're not actually at all talking about what he does or, or the services that he offers and that they should hire him. This is purely got to be a genius game changer uh, from the perspective of uh, how to market lawyers and doctors and such professions in India. Uh, so we're very excited about it. Um, and I hope this all works out. So sometimes you just got to swing it. I saw an opportunity. I jumped on it. I called a couple of my friends in the network who were from the legal background. I said, listen, can you help me upset this up? You know, take a cut on the whatever the business comes out of it. They were thrilled. They were excited. One of them said, listen, I don't want any money. I said, no, that's not how it works. If you work with me, you got to take the money. And, and we split the cost. Um, so it's been a very exciting last couple of months and that all happened because I haven't been paid so I mean if you really think about it, everything just sort of falls together and then you go like oh wait this was an opportunity and I just had to act on it and you don't want to be in a situation three months down the line where you didn't recognize and didn't act on it so it's important when you see something where you can just go right ahead at it go fucking at it and that's that's the only way it works so if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur uh, my suggestion find that opportunity, go after it. And if someone tells you this, you can't go after 20 things, tell them to fuck off. Just go after it. Cheers.